Pitbull is 42 years old. So Pitbull will be 45 in a couple of years. I mean, maybe he's been around for a while. I feel like I didn't know anything about Pitbull until he was a fully grown man, like not a not an up and comer. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you on this conspiracy theory that Pitbull was never a child. He was never a puppy. <laughs> he was... <laughs> Wait, I don't know if there's anything to this, Probably but not, do you but think he could have been... Can a celebrity rebrand so hard that you forget they used to be someone else? Like, is there an older celebrity that he used to be until he was like 30 yeah. and then he just rebranded as Pitbull and everyone forgot? Like, could you do that? Well, I wonder, I'm wondering because, you know, because he because of because uh, of his brand. Uh, I know he's a, I know he's a, a Miami guy. I wonder if maybe he just hung out in Miami, right? Just like kept doing sh- like never needed to travel. He's just like getting shows in Miami playing, mm. playing down there. I, I guess I want to go back to your question, Andy. Are you saying that can a person rebrand so hard that their past evaporates? Basically, that's to exist. In 2005, rapper Pitbull and Sean Diddy Combs co-founded Bad Boy Latino. Oh, my God. The, subs- the subsidiary of Bad Boy Records. I guess he's been around. Like Maybe he was a producer for a while. Like the old Kanye story. I guess what I'm asking is, if Amanda Bynes was Billie Eilish, I wouldn't know. I mean, that's impossible, but like... Well, she's not. You stopped hearing <laughs> about one of them about the same time you started hearing about the other one. You know, like, sure. can you like turn oh. from one celebrity into another just oh, by you, the power so you're of a talking, rebrand? No, no, no. You're talking about celebrity reincarnation. <laughs> <laughs> and that life begins at at public awareness. Uh-huh. Right? Like there is this different, yeah. sort of a, a different consciousness that is just <laughs> celebrityism itself. In the specific case of rappers, it is not common for somebody to just show up on the on the scene 30 something. True. So that's, that's suspect. Like, yeah, that is suspect. <laughs> I feel like Rory's trying to have a legitimate conversation and we're still <laughs> yeah, sort of living in the fantasy space. We're, we're How living. Amanda Bynes is a warlock. I vote for a return to burning coal. Of an angel, sounds so sweet. And that has been "Lips of an Angel" by our <laughs> our special guest Austin Hinder Bridges today. By Hinder. No, I don't think that one was Austin Bridges today. I think uh, I think Austin sang us in. Welcome. We're a, we're a late night show today. Uh, Austin's our our, our our band. This is Saturday morning. Tuesday is the late night version. Uh, you're sort of like my Kevin Eubanks over there, Austin. Give him a little, give him another little riff. I can't, I can't believe you did this to me. I can't believe you, <laughs> you pulled my pants down and showed my, showed my wiener on live television in this way of me trying to remember the song "Lips of an Angel" by Hinder. But yeah, here we are. I guess the curtain is opened. <laughs> the curtain is opened on me. Uh, you it's know, just you. There's no other flagrante. instruments. It's yeah. just you doing it with your mouth. 
And Rory's yeah, over there. He's my, my Andy of, Richter. Uh, dinner jacket oh. wearing audience members seeing my seeing my whole downstairs. <laughs> my... <laughs> Uh, so is our theme that we're a TV show and everybody saw Austin's dong? <laughs> yeah, everybody saw Austin's dong while he was trying to remember a song about fish or something. Who, who, who even remembers? Who even remembers uh, what horrible song he was trying to remember and sing? And everybody saw yeah, it. Can you hit us with the with the show intro while I pull pull my pants back up? <laughs> Which is, the dog's still out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's been out the whole time we've been talking. Uh, well, and, the problem and, is that I have very short arms and very long legs, and so it takes me a, a, a long time. I just gotta get. It takes me a long time to get down to the floor to get the get the. Pen. Yeah, it's like it's like pulling a net in from a fishing boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn these short arms and long legs. <laughs> oh God, this is why our late night show works so well. Because yeah. you've got chemistry. We've got really Sorry, good. What's chemistry. the name of our show? Uh, I mean, it's just called Saturday morning. Tuesdays Saturday morning, at Tuesdays night. at night. The adult podcast about children's cartoons about TV. Yeah. Sure, we're yeah. on TV. We're on TV. We're talking about TV. It's a podcast. Your dong's out. Rory's my Andy Richter. I'm the host. I guess or I'm the Conan in the sense type. That- you're not an Andy. You can be whatever type you want as Your long as you're not. Andy, Andy. <laughs> Look, I just need you to not be Paul Schaefer because that guy sucks major, major ass. But his um, glasses are so small. They're so small. Isn't it fun how small Paul's glasses are? Isn't it fun how he never stops talking? This can't. This can't turn into a podcast about how much I hate late about night. Paul Schaefer. About Paul's, but about, we, my, <laughs> my pants are back on. By the way, my pants are back. <laughs> okay. Good. Great. Great. No, I hated Letterman and all and everything that was on it. Um, but, uh, but that's, so that's why you're my Andy Richter and you, uh, you're, you're great. And, and we can Austin, laugh at Austin, Austin together. can be the, uh, yeah. Austin could be the Walker, Texas. We all know lover. what I am. I'm, I'm the, <laughs> the one with the dick out. <laughs> we know what I am. Yeah. <laughs> you're the easy punchline. Um, no, we love everybody here. This is great. And, uh, I would like to look. We've got we've got a, a really great slate of guests tonight. Uh, first up, you you know them, you love them. They're Transformers. No, wait, they're not. It's the GoBots, and they're very challenging. Uh, and a little bit later, after we're done talking with them, we are gonna welcome Gunbuster to the stage. And uh, second time, <gasps> hopefully, uh, for both of these, hopefully, their tops stay on. But I can't <laughs> make any promises. <laughs> I, I mean, yes. I, I guess. I guess in in the episode which we'll talk about, the tops did come off. <laughs> However, the thing I notice more often is their uniform uh, is really just kind of a a bathing suit. Uh, yeah. I was, was going to say, yeah, push up bra. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the idea that in space nobody makes you wear pants, <laughs> and you can you can take that to the bank. I like that. That's soldier, free. pull your pants up. Uh no, <laughs> I'm in space. I'm in. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> you have no power here. Once you leave Earth's atmosphere, you don't have to wear pants anymore. I mean, we're not all weighed down by our balls and and everything anymore. <laughs> wait, wait. Do you guys not go through life just feeling like your balls are dragging you down on Earth? <laughs> like no, of course I do. By- I'm curious if that's why you think you wear pants. <laughs> 
My balls are heavy. I better throw some pants on. Is it like a counterweight? What, what is that? Boy, I barely suspenders? with these heavy with these heavy leaded pants, I barely notice how heavy my balls are. Are your pants like a bra for your balls? <laughs> It's been a pretty thirsty episode. <laughs> this episode is, is gone. It's it's out there. It's really it's ball forward. Balls have Look. been balls. Uh, <laughs> tops off, dicks out. Yeah, <laughs> can't lose. Oh, we gotta keep. We gotta hold it together, you guys. We got a whole late night show to do. It's gonna last an hour ish, give or take. Yeah, the strikes are over. Yep. So we can we can finally we can... talk about very relevant non. So just so you know, our imaginary TV show are not scabs. Yeah. yeah. We're not... <laughs> well, that's why we weren't we were, you know releasing the podcast because we oh, were yeah, that's, following. That's, uh, yeah. We're following strike guidelines, so we that's weren't exactly talking about right. television. We weren't talking about television from 1985. Yeah. <laughs> God, we're so good. We're <laughs> we we did such a good thing by doing that. Um, hey, what if we bobbed forward? The the audience doesn't seem to understand what that is. I think maybe we need <laughs> Austin another wants word. to cast a spell. <laughs> <laughs> Say your words, Austin. Let's dive right in. <laughs> Our uh, audio uh, studio audience, you've been you've you've enjoyed uh, Andy's hilarious monologue. Yeah, uh, so good. Full full of witty repartee and political takedowns, hot political takedowns. I do really good impressions of all politicians. He so. does a funny t- he does a funny dance. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's part of it. It's pretty. It's part of it. It's all it's all good. Yeah, the 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 takedown was about politicians specifically. That the politicians mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kills every time. <laughs> uh, we're in now in the first segment. It's so exciting! Everybody, round of applause with the applause meters going. Uh, uh, <laughs> somebody's dropped a watermelon from very high up. Mm. Oh, I love when they do that. And now it's time for challenge of the GoBots. Number 55, Terror in Atlantis. When an archaeologist discovers the, re- the remains of the fabled continent of Atlantis, Psykill takes advantage of the situation by unleashing a host of ancient demons to destroy the Guardians. There it is. So, there, that's it. Um, and now over to Austin for Lips of an Angel by Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I pull the invisible cord. I've gotten your pants fall down again. Whoa! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> applause. There's not applause a single sign. belt buckle in the building, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I do ask all the studio audience to remove them upon entry. He'll take it. And, and, then, and then our bit is dead. <laughs> it's time for my monologue. Oh. <laughs> oh. Whoa. Uh, uh, zing, tell zing, us zing. Ranch. Tell us about <laughs> tell us about how you felt about GoBots. GoBots is bad to watch. <laughs> mm. Um and it's it's a bad show. It's hurting um, for eyes. This is a real dirty stinker and not even the power of the fabled Minotaur could really bring it back. <laughs> not even, not even necklace-powered Minotaurs uh, will save. Will save this. It does suck because, like, when you're, you know, when we look for these, we look for episodes. We, you know, we wanted to find something that was going to be ridiculous for GoBots, and you tab through this one, and it's like, okay, ice, ice, ice. Roman city, Minotaur, Griffin, dragon, robots. You're like, oh shit, okay, this could be fucking, this could hit hard. This could be ridiculous. And it just, for all the tools they had, it was so boring. There's Um, the one, the one moment I liked about this, like I would just say it now and then have nothing, nothing, no kind (laughs) words left to spray on this show. Um, There's a moment when, (laughs) uh, the, when Psykill has to fight the Minotaur, he likes kind of, you know, they sort of square up and just punch each other a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a moment he seems just genuinely confused, not angry or or like tired or beaten or anything, just confused by the fact that robot is worse than Minotaur. Like, wh- what the shit? How did I not win the punch fight? I'm the robot. He's the cow. <laughs> According to my calculations, robot wins over Minotaur every I'm- time. I know how rock, paper, scissors, robot, minotaur goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a defined pentagram shape. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it, is, it is funny. And I also like that, I do like that ancient Roman demons are completely impervious to blasters. And that's like, well, that's all we have. <laughs> we, we just have yeah. blasters. What are we going to do now? Um, yeah, it, it, but I, I, I'm, I'm with you. It was just, it was such a slog. And I think it's funny, too, because they also I think they also just have too many characters. Oh, yeah. The GoBots themselves, there aren't don't seem like there are a lot of main character GoBots, but they have all of these humans. They have Dr. Janice, who's a different a different evil doctor than the other Dr. Braxis from the other. Right. From the first episode we watched. Yeah. Different evil doctor. It's almost like they have too big of a rotating cast of humans like. Mm hmm. Like, there's a couple humans who show up every time, like Matt Hunter and Nick, whatever his fuck is, and AJ. They're the three who were on the spaceship at the beginning of the show last time. They seem to show up most times. But then there's just all these other humans that, like, we're expected to maybe know. I don't really I don't really know. So Professor Janice is also with Dr. Lois Ransom, who is Mm -hmm. definitely fucking Matt Hunter. Uh, Yeah. They're not outright dating. Then they're definitely fucking. Um, but she doesn't do anything in this episode. Nope. She's there. She's going to be excited sort of about hu- history. Yeah. In like two but scenes. But there are two doctors, and they still just use Dr. Janice for all of the doctor-related activities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for everything related to archaeology, they only use him. They don't, oh, Janice turned evil. Okay. Hey, Dr. Ransom, let's lean on you to help out no (laughs) no 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 um 
this has nothing to do with any actual content. I just want I want the audience to experience this alongside me and then learn what learn what the real answer is. So there's a piece of dialogue really early on where if you have no concept or context, it sounds like gibberish. She said, uh, 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 Matt says, Are you ready, Lois? I mean, Dr. Ransom? <laughs> My gear's aboard Torque, Commander Hunter. And I was like, I think she's, what? I, and I replayed it like four uh, times until I realized the name of the GoBot who turns into a truck is named Torque. And oh, she yes. said, my, my gear's aboard Torque. <laughs> my gear's aboard Torque. My gear's uh, aboard Torque, Commander. My gear's aboard Torque, Commander. On the wiki, according Torque, by the way, T-O-R-K, not T-O-R-Q-U-E. Um, but Torque doesn't just turn into a truck. He turns into uh, a Ford Ranger. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Specifically, cool. specifically, he turns into a Ford Ranger. Fucking sick. Um, yeah. At Toyotathon, bro? At Toyotathon? <laughs> you would turn into a Ford? At- <laughs> What's Luli gonna think? <laughs> My council of dads. <laughs> Never let council of dads die. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know this this whole this whole setup is really weird. Um, it's obvious Doctor Janice is gonna do a heel turn. He's acting incredibly weird. Um, they call it out multiple times. He's like super in a hurry and they're like, they're like, but Atlantis has been missing for thousands of years. Like it can wait another hour. And then they all laugh at him together. Okay. That, so we got to clip drop that because (laughs) Scooter drops that line and it is not really phrased like a joke, but they bust up. They're cutting up at that joke. (laughs) What's the rush, Janice? Yeah, Atlantis has been lost for 10,000 years. It'll be there another hour. And the animation of Scooter, Scooter laughing is him sort of flailing his arms around back and forth like he's doing a Steve Martin wild and crazy guys (laughs) shtick or something. It's just it's a very it's a very strange moment. I think every time people laugh in this show, it's like a second too long. Uh, Yeah. Do you think? What's what's Scooter's analog in this show? Like, is he like the Elmo? Like, what's what is he? What are they using him like? Because he's got the horrible voice. He's, he's kind a of a snarf. snarf. He's, yeah, he's he's kind of the he's kind of a bonehead. A bonehead. <laughs> yeah, bonehead. Oh. Yeah, he's a real dinosaur's bonehead. No, I think he's like the little cute one. Um, is he supposed to be cute? I thought he was supposed he's to be supposed kind of off-puttingly off off-puttingly strange. Um, he no, definitely I think is they that. think he's the cute one. Okay. Ugh, God. That's gross. how bad they are at making a little cute guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They made it's, Scooter. It's, their whole cast is is it's just a misstep. But what what it really yeah. serves is like there could have been something fun and interesting. I mean, we've we've watched episodes of shows that basically do this same thing before, right? Especially stuff with Merlin. Like we've watched mm-hmm. episodes where they find Merlin, uh, and th- it's at least allowed the the thing to have some personality or like be, I don't know. They like take a moment to be like, "Wow, we're super technology," but magic is the right. whole other thing. Like they, I don't know. Like this feels very much just like matter of fact and and dead. Like Atlantis yeah. feels dead. There's just some monsters coming out of a portal. And well, nobody's like having crisis it. about it. They're just like, I guess we got to fight them. And then it's over. 
when you're thinking of Atlantis, listener, you're probably imagining somewhere underwater. Um, And (laughs) unclear exactly what is going on with Atlantis because they're on a cliffside. Uh, Mm -hmm. They very briefly have an encounter with the, uh, with Psykill and the renegades. They, they trap them under some ice. And then the weird part here is Dr. Janice is like, Unicom expedition to command center. We're under renegade attack. Help. Hey, you're calling in a false alarm. What? We're safe now. The renegades are in cold storage. Hunter to command center. It was a false alarm. Do you copy? We killed the bad guys. Don't call for help. Don't call it. They're in cold storage. (laughs) Uh, Don't call it in. It's weird. It's, a very it's weird, weird that Janice tried to call for help when he's like the bad guy here. I don't and understand. Yeah. And then Janice is like, sorry, I had to make it look good. Why did you attack us? You know, I had to make it look. I, but he, why is he calling in? Did the, did the animators confuse the characters? Did they write the wrong? It felt like it. It really felt like it. it. Because also in a later scene, AJ, who is a black woman, is drawn as a white woman. When she's driving the tank, it's very explicitly nice shooting, AJ. Thanks. And she's lily white. <laughs> and I just I don't know whoever's animating the show or writing the scripts. There's just not a lot of care because no. this shit shouldn't happen. No, uh, it's but, it's really it's really weird. But yeah, yes. I've... so they they are they're on this cliff and they find a cave, a secret door in the cliff, because I guess and they're in like snowy from, mountains right now. Yeah, they're in snowy mountains. They go in this in this cave wall, some sort of wily e. coyote wall trapdoor, and then uh, they follow a cave, and then they enter into a Greek city that is apparently the continent of Atlantis with clouds <laughs> and blue sky above it. And yeah. they said that it it sank intact. <laughs> so where? Where where is? Don't it? worry, because Jason Momoa pops out, and he's like, "We gotta fight Black Manta. He's gonna take down Atlantis, and I'm the king now. I'm finally got a job, and I'm the king. I'm Jason Momoa. Let's fucking go, baby! And it's gonna be incredible, y'all. This movie is gonna blow your minds. Uh, and and then we had a great time, right? No, no, it's an outdoor. It's an outdoor city. Greek city that's empty for a while. No, it's oh, it's completely empty. There's nobody here. There's nobody here. He has a book with incantations. He finds a door. He says some words at a door, and a minotaur comes out. There's no people here. There's no. There's no other implications. There's just a fun door. Apparently, Atlantis found. They found a demon door. They were like, oh. This civilization figured out how to open the door to the world where all their superstitions. Yeah, this were was real. confusing. So, so they were like, so is the implication that the monsters ate them all? Because it sounds like what they say is that the Atlanteans just decided to go into that door and hang on that side. It could be. No, it's all the stuff that they made up that isn't real. They they had a they had a portal. Mm. Uh, by the way, Janus, Doctor Janus, is the god of the Greek god of doors. So that is a, a very cool thing that they <laughs> must have come up with. 
Man, imagine being the god of something. You just like you woke up late that day, and they're like, "What do What do you have left for me? Like doors? No, uh, we still have doors. This fucking <laughs> idiot over here, Andrew, <laughs> god of doors rules. <laughs> also, gateways, portals. Uh, okay, all right. That feels like that feels like he he's stretching the, the definition a little bit. All right, sure. well, you can't have doors then. How's the, how, do you like, how do you like me now? Fuck. Fuck. Not such a worthless god now. <laughs> Dr. Janus uh, <laughs> has the necklace. This He has this amulet of power, which he got somewhere uh, off screen. Yeah, who cares? Uh, and he shows people in, what it is because he has a book, this magic book, uh, that says amulet of power in like chop suey restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god know, the ancient tomes had to use that sort of chinese restaurant typeface to show that it's uh <laughs> spooky. atlantis it's a greek, greek yeah. atlantis it's yeah great super mm-hmm. good they cook a mean orange chicken uh, yeah. <laughs> in atlantis <laughs> I want to I want to fast forward to the point where it's just it's just chaos. So all Dude. the good guys and all the bad guys and all the monsters are flying. Shortly around. after the Minotaur arrives, this just is chaos noise visually speaking. Like Ugh. I think after the moment where Psychel uh duels the Minotaur, I no longer comprehend what happens. The Yeah, por- no. More monsters start coming out of the portal. The the robots are like we need a plan. There are skeleton they, ghosts. There's ghosts. Yes. It's oh, can it's, we talk about this? This is this this fucking threw me. There's a dragon. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Psykill was commanding this dragon, sort of for a little bit, and then it's unclear who's controlling the dragon. And they, the good guys, all got stuck like under like a avalanche of ice, and they've got a cool tank. And their tank has like a laser gun, but the gun has ice in the tubes. And Matt Hunter is like, maybe that's exactly what we need. Aim at the dragon's mouth. And then they aim the cannon at the dragon's mouth. And they shoot. And it doesn't look like ice comes out. It looks like a, like a missile comes out or something. It goes into the dragon's mouth. The dragon swallows uh-huh. it. And then the next cut, they're like... Great, we did it. And we never see the dragon again. We (laughs) don't see the dragon die. We don't see what happens. It feels like they cut a a fucking entire half a minute of the dragon exploding and dying or something. Like maybe sensors were like, we can't see. You you animated the dragon's viscera. What are you doing? You can't have a dragon explode from the gut. And they're like, ah, I guess we'll just cut the scene. We were having a good time finally. It's incredibly awkward. It was so Uh, weird. There's no no time (laughs) goes all right the dragon's gone yeah (laughs) it's really that fast now aj we sure made quick work of that flying lizard yeah if you are as a content creator trying to figure out if you've given enough beats for something to register uh watch this scene (laughs) yeah uh because you will know it's a it's a masterclass. <laughs> you will know this is perfect. No changes. <laughs> also, I want to note that Crasher, the female renegade Gobot, 
uh, has lipstick. Um, well, you got to look your best. You, yeah, you got, you got it. You got these big plump pink lips <laughs> uh, to show that you're a lady robot. Because uh, that's what's got to do it. That's what's got to do it. Wasn't that that song you were trying to sing about lips? Oh, lips, lips, lips of a gobot. And your pants are <laughs> off again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but lips of a gobot would be. There's something. Wanna kiss the lips of a gobot? Hearing my name sounds so real. God, I love having him as our band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The roots. Who? <laughs> it's I, it's 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 the naked guy doing <laughs> the first line of of lips of an angel by hinder for me yeah <laughs> they wrap this episode up so fast they wrap it up because janice very quickly as soon as the amulet as soon as they they everybody realizes that the person who has the amulet is a frail human uh and can't actually defend himself. Uh, mm-hmm. They immediately take the amulet from him, and he is incredibly out of his depth <laughs> all of a sudden. And they oh no! Turn against him, and it turns out the real the Achilles' heel in this plan is summoning too many monsters. Mm. Uh, and I guess if you don't also speak the right incantations, you also can't control them. You also have to uh, be uh, uh, like it, every gym leader you beat. You have to be like level thirty, level forty, or level fifty to have your your right. you monsters get your follow Minotaur you. Up. You got to get your um, your fury ghosts. They just they just won't they won't listen to your commands. So right. Uh, so Janice immediately is like, okay, guys, uh, good guys. I fucked up. Uh, what's it gonna take to uh to get us to to stop the psych kill? Because uh, psych kill wants to I don't know destroy the earth. Uh, go figure. And uh, they they. I don't know what happened. Right. The, the Gorgon comes out and starts eye lasering everything, turning things to stone, including destroying the amulet. And that's when everybody pieces the fuck out. Uh, yeah. It is, scooter uh, turns into a mirror. Yeah. They do the mirror her. thing on the Medusa and they, it's like, Oh, we did it. And then they're like, cool. Okay. Well, all the bad guys are gone. Okay. Well, Dr. Janice, if you think you've changed your ways, maybe you can help the scientists who are going to come here and look around through Atlantis, because we'll just forgive you immediately. All right, let's go home. And credits roll. And it's a piece of shit. This episode was a terrible (laughs) waste of my fucking time. I was, I've, I don't normally feel that way on this podcast. I really don't. I, yeah, I, I got nothing out of this one. I'm so mad. I think we got to leave GoBots GoBots of the dust. Yeah, I'm I'm done with GoBots entirely for this show. There's yes. nothing else. One other <laughs> one extra time was generous. I think, and yeah. and I know we yeah. were aware of that. But yeah, I, I'm it's glad. Also, I'm glad we we you know confirmed. Think about like I can't even think of another media example that would even make sense for this. Where like Transformers bought GoBots later. It's like. It would be like with Pokemon and Digimon, except like Pokemon bought Digimon as a way of getting you know, them off the market. It's like if Pokemon bought Metabots. Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon bought Metabots and then med- made all the Metabots Pokemon, but then like left them to die in obscurity and no one ever talked like about the Metabots again. Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like so universe. Unless it was just like, Pokemon. we yeah. don't ever want to hear our name in the same breath as yours again. 
mm-hmm. to the dungeon with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have, since we're kind of done, I do have a fun little bit of uh, ephemera here. Um, I was on the GoBots wiki and uh, I was looking up, I was trying to, looking up stuff about AJ because that like whole thing about like drawing her as white. I was just Mm -hmm. like curious if the show noted it or, or if it had like happened before. Um, and, uh, the GoBots wiki is written really sassily. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I want to read this, this little bit about AJ's age, which I thought was interesting. Uh, as with Nick and Matt, very few personal details about AJ are made known in the series. Aside from Uncle William and Aunt Catherine, no other family is mentioned, such as parents, though this is still more information than we get for her two friends. Her age is similarly mysterious. She acts slightly older than Nick, though he's clearly meant to be a little naive, while she's considered old enough to go to, into space on a NASA <laughs> mission, even if space travel in the Challenge universe, or GoBots universe, is clearly a lot more routine even before the GoBots over overtly contact Earth. AJ also gets hit on by Clive, though considering what he's like, this doesn't necessarily suggest she's an adult. Ew. <laughs> oh, no! Ooh, I don't know who Clive is, but that's oh, pretty damning. No. Um, oh, Clive. And it goes on, though one would hope the lack of Turbo subsequently snapping him in half like a dry twig does. Wow. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um... Apparently, some annual 1986 suggests that she's in her teens. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, and the and the GoBots are up to date on Age of Consent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not and not God, fans are they one of, of those these... Age of Consent expert people that are weirdly, <laughs> <laughs> weirdly pro- proficient on consent laws. Get, yeah, like that. What's the? There's like a movie where like, is it? Is it? Uh, Mark Wahlberg, or someone explains to Mark Wahlberg. Like, oh, it's a Transformers movie, I think. It's a Transformers. Yeah, it's a movie. Michael Bay. It's a Michael Bay Transformers <laughs> movie. So same, same uh, universe, I guess. Yeah, the Transformers movie is really up on the age of consent laws. All the Romeo and Juliet laws that 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 character just had in his pocket, ready to go. You should look up that Weird. scene, if, if listeners. If you have not seen this scene from from. I have not. I don't know. I've never seen this. Oh, my God. I think this is like Transformers 4 or something. Okay. Yeah. uh, Transformers Age of Extinction. Uh, It should be Age of Consent. (laughs) (laughs) How old are you? 20. She's a 17-year-old girl. So we can work this two ways. One, I punch you right in the mouth and you call the police on me. Dad. Or two... I just call the cops on you because this is illegal. She's a minor. We're protected by the Romeo and Juliet laws. We dated for a little while. I was a sophomore and he was a senior. It's fine. No, it's not fine. We've got a pre-existing juvenile foundational relationship. Statute 2705-3. What? Texas statute? That a real law? Yep. What a weird thing to have (laughs) in a movie. He had the (laughs) card in his wallet with a summary of the law. The Romeo and Juliet law. Why would you have that? This must come up so often. <laughs> Why is this in a Transformers oh, movie? Anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Let's go anyway. to a sponsor. Anyway. 
Austin. Yes, King. Wow. Oh, I like that energy. Austin, my mm-hmm. my my surf, my mm-hmm. my my lovely little peasant boy. Please, please indicate to me with a nod of the head. Don't speak to me. Uh, are you ready? <laughs> indicate to me. <laughs> indicate to me. <laughs> indicate to me whether you're ready to do an ad for us. I'm see him. He's nodding. He's nodding profusely. Fantastic. You may speak now because I would love for you to tell the world about business tigers. I would love to tell the world about business tigers. Uh, however, legally, I have to read this disclaimer first. Mm. Um, business tigers are for novelty purposes only. Business tigers are uh, covered under parody law and are, uh, <laughs> you know, just a okay. And please don't, you know, please don't file any any suits. Uh, that being said, uh, business tigers are uh, these tigers that you can basically unleash into an office building when you don't want to give a presentation. (laughs) Uh, And we all know that day at work when you're just not feeling it, right? You're just thinking, boy, I got to do the big account and my PowerPoints aren't working and I just isn't I, I just isn't prepared, you know, is the kind of thing you might say if you're not prepared. Yeah, uh, I just isn't. I just isn't prepared. I just isn't prepared. <laughs> so basically what you can do is you don't even have to. This is what's amazing. You don't even have to go uh, anywhere. You can dial a number. You can dial up the business tigers um, and then the fine people will sort of ride share the tigers over over to your office your place of employment and they will release two tigers that have little um business suit like a basically they've been engineered for their stripes to look like a a business suit oh sort of blend into the office environment Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh exactly yes natural predators yes yes the sort of delicate camouflage of of the urban jungle Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but they are definitely still savage tigers. They have not been trained. It's very important to state. Um, and they will just go. They'll they'll prowl around, uh, and and you won't have to give your presentation uh, because there are two tigers in the office. And the best part is, it's almost impossible for people to find out that you did it. Now, will they? Um... So they're so they're good at presentations then, and they just do it instead. They will not do the presentation. They will oh. they will snarl. They will snarl and rip and tear, um, and pounce, <laughs> um, and sort of, you know, make their make their merry way around the office, sort of looking for anything that smells good, smells like meat. You know, who smells like meat. Johnny in the third cubicle down the hall. I hope so. If you've He's planted. Been- if you planted the right, you know, T-bone steaks in his pockets, uh, then yes, he will smell like meat. Um, Do you think that this is going to be... I guess what I'm saying is bosses probably aren't going to take too kindly to this business model. Well, okay, gonna I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you right there. least prepared for business meetings? <laughs> yeah. I, I also I want to also remind you that these are for parody purposes. Got only, it. Yes. Uh, and are just a big joke. And so uh, it's just know. a joke. 
why can't anyone get a joke these days? Right. Yeah. What's the deal? And all that woke mind virus and everything. Uh huh. Um, yeah. These tigers do not have the woke mind virus, by the way, if that helps. <laughs> it does help. Yeah. I like to, get right I like to, to ethically source. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've been jungle raised. Um, <laughs> Without the woke mind virus, and they are just going to tear up the office, but for parody reasons. For parody only. Yeah. Yeah, that's business tigers. Thank you, Austin. Now be gone from my sight. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, welcome back. Uh, that was another song by Hinder uh, <laughs> that I did over the commercial break. Entirely with your own mouth. Mm, with my pants on. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ooh, uh, for now. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, at this point, they've seen it, you know. Yeah. How many, I don't know what how, else. Yeah, how sure. Many, uh, how many fishing wires did we have? Rigged onto his pants. <laughs> it's like he's trapped in a spider web. <laughs> yeah, I knew I knew getting into this harness before the show was suspect, but oh, oh well. Uh yeah, we're back and we're actually watching a good show. Episode two of Gunbuster, Daring excl- exclamation point, the genius girls challenge. Uh let's do the synopsis. Upon arriving in space. Kazumi clashes with rival pilot Jung Freud. Uh, <laughs> while the duo duke it out, Noriko makes a f- the first in a series of unsettling discoveries. Uh, yeah, um, no shit. <laughs> can I say too? Before we'll, we'll get to it when we get there. But like the uh, the bath scene, while it does have sort of your your anime lechery involved a little bit, yeah. I think it plays pretty well. I think it I think it does something for the characters when there's this like. The whole thing we're dealing with is is like maturity of these pilots in a war, like, mm-hmm. and then kind of seeing that like in the flesh of like Noriko seeing so, like a full grown woman be like, oh fuck, I'm not like that, but we have right. to go fly space. Like, I don't know. It's again, it, we're we're you, playing you with can... a scene that is tropey and a little and lechy, but like I think you can find some value in it. Yeah, it's there's... mildly justified. There's yeah. some there are some angles that are not just the camera angles that you can come at it from. Um I didn't I don't know like the come at it from uh <laughs> phrasing. Well like you know Noriko you know <laughs> in in the show right so she's she's not of age so they kind of they hide no. her parts and obviously that's great but the but visually what you see is somebody who's covering themselves up and is like uncomfortable in this space. I thought it worked, right? 
Yeah, and I, 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 I think the the tough, not the tough part. I, I this is this is just one of those things. Like, I, I hate apologizing on behalf of anime, but like <laughs> this era of anime shows a lot of teen girl boob, and that's just a thing that happens. And I'm, it's not my favorite, but at least to what we were saying. This scene is not just, oh my God, look at boobs. They actually like, it's kind of fun. Like they, they, they get in there and they talk about like what probably is a realistic thing being in space where they're like, like young Freud comes from the moon and she's like, gravity on the moon is so much better for my boobs. I go in here and I feel like I'm just like, everything <laughs> my sucks. My back hurts. And, yeah. My back hurts and everything like this bra itches, like it's terrible here. <laughs> It's like okay, yeah. zero like G having boobs and zero G or, or lower gravity, yeah, is, mm-hmm. is apparently. That's and I would say be that better. that kind of also it ties in with a lot of other aspects of the show that I like, which uh-huh. is this sort of minutia that they pay attention to that they really build out. Yes, uh, the episode begins with our two uh, pilots, Kazumi and Noriko, that were selected in the last episode to go into space. Um, flying in on their shuttle and you have these little things like Kazumi's like listening to earbuds on the flight and you have these announcements of of like you know please no smoking like while you're here and uh, your stewardess was so-and-so's name and your pilot was this person's name like these little details that feel Mm -hmm. like you're on an airplane that they really like went to great lengths to think about and to build out the world in this way that just like feels relatable yeah and i liked because so they they're approaching the what what was probably our home for the rest of the show the battleship excellion and uh <laughs> fucking noriko's like it's kind of small and they're like uh i don't know about that and they get closer and closer and she realizes how actually absurdly massive the thing is and the coach is like yeah Space can distort your sense of size and distance. You're going to need to remember that. Like, yeah. it's it's just like real, like, just, I don't know. It's it's interesting. And, and, and I don't want to, like, compare it to something like The Expanse. But it is nice when, when like, space The Expanse. Is a character. Yes, like, space is a character. And, like, the realities of being in space are, I mean, it's not just like Star Wars, where it's like you're basically... Yeah, and, and I'm not, I'm not dunking on Star Wars, but like it's got more like scientific. I'm not reading Neil Stevenson. I don't. I don't need. I don't need all the jargon and all Correct. of it explained. I just want. I just want to know you care about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. there's pay. There, there's some amount paid to one, like light speed travel, orbit, planetary orbit. You know, things like that exist. Mm-hmm. It's not just. It's not just. Uh, space is not just like air. A big black ocean. Yeah, it's yep. not just a big black ocean or whatever, like where yep. like the silver hawks just sort of fly through it on wings. Um Yeah, there there's some amount of pardon the pun, but gravity. There's some part of gravity yes. lit- literally and figuratively to it. But then yeah. of course we so meet this actual... girl named Young Freud and you're yeah, like, What yeah. is what are and we then fucking anime doing? Happens. <laughs> Um, actually though, the actual start of the episode is a flashback to, uh, yeah. uh, the Luxion, which is the ship that Noriko's father died on. Um, and it's, we're seeing 
the actual moment when he sort of gives up his life so uh to save the coach there's yeah. like one there's one uh escape pod left and he's like i, I you know you got to get on you're still young you got to go and then he tends to the bridge of the ship and you know um, what's really devastating here or at least if not devastating i found quite effective um we see her dad properly like well drawn and animated uh, mm-hmm. which i mentioned because in her memory he's he's uh, significantly less detailed, right? Like yes. she is forgetting his face. Yes. And that is real and that fucking sucks. It's really awful. I, I, this episode was very effective in so many ways. Yeah. Uh, that, that opening is really good. I mean, you're, cause you know, we now, after episode one, we now know that, you know, the coach is from that ship and, and we get to see him and it's like, oh, fuck, her dad died to, to save him. But, what was crazy, and this is a really cool twist that also, again, ties into that, like, real space stuff, is that the second half of this episode, and we're, we're going to go back and talk about some other stuff, but the second half of this episode, there's, like, this object approaching at light speed to the solar system, and they don't know what it is, and they can't get visuals on it, so they have to send our main characters at light speed at it to go meet up with it, and there's, like, crazy mm-hmm. time dilation involved, and it turns out it's the dad's ship and they reach it mere days after dad died, even though like like from its perspective, even though 12 you know, years have passed, right? 12 years have passed. Like she's like, that was so long ago in her. But like from this ship's perspective, that was like, like there's still air on the ship when they reach it. Yeah, That's yeah. fucking crazy. Is like, so cool. And it's so effective because she's like, holy shit, is my dad going to be here? And then when she finds the cockpit just gone, it's again, just like, it's like she has to deal with it again. Like, it's it's so yeah, like an powerful. old wound literally becoming new again in, mm-hmm. in a bunch of different ways. Like, yeah, it is. It is really neat. I, I, I love it. I mean, from su- it's such a like, it feels like the kind of thing I could have read in an Asimov book. Like, mm-hmm. I, uh, it's such a, it's such a cool consequence of weird space, real science and lightspeed travel that like, mm-hmm. it's like delicious sci-fi. I, I, I was, I was so, yeah. mm, like it, it it's tastes using, so good. It's using scientific laws. It's using those kind of theories to make the drama better. Yeah. Uh, you know, where. It's not just adding it to sort of be like, look at how smart we are, right? We remembered, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know, astronomy or, or whatever. It's like actually using rules to make the game fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or as I, yeah, you know, my my thing is is using using the heightened reality to tell a human story that couldn't yes. be told without without this abstraction, without this invented, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, or, science fiction. Or, or like not even Star Trek does stuff like this, right? They'd be like, oh, it's some kind of time portal, right? Yeah. They'll just, <laughs> right. you know, it won't be as as hard sci-fi coded. It'll be a little more magical. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so this, this was just, this think, was yeah. a fucking crazy ride. I, and, and you know, I, I want to go back. I want to go back. I want to talk about the to the pilot. Travel back in meet. time? Yeah, let's go back in time and talk about Young Freud, uh, which sounds like, a rapper, the young Sheldon, young yeah. <laughs> young Sheldon. Yeah, but it is explicitly like Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud put together. Yeah, but it's a redheaded Soviet girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I gotta say, 
I was kind of lost in the weeds on this episode on why anything is happening. Like, it kind of feels like even when we when we do the rocket ship later, that's at the light speed rocket ship. It does mm-hmm. just kind of show up. And, and I, I I sort of felt that as the various plot things happen. And that's, I think, reflected sure. in this in this uh, in the synopsis where Noriko makes the first in a series of unsettling discoveries. Like, I just feel like these things are just kind of happening in onto the stage. And I I was not following why everything was happening. Yeah, yeah I, I I mean, I think we're I, I, I agree with you because young Freud arrives on the scene making the daggeriest of looks at Big Sis, at whatever her name is, you know, the the other pilot, not main Kazumi. character Nordico. Kazumi. Big Sis. I just wrote her down as Big Sis because that's what Nordico always calls her. Um, but she's just making, like, I can't tell if it's like, I'm literally going to kill you in the locker room or if it's like, I need to fuck you. Like, it's really it's really hard to tell what's going on. It can and be then both. The, the first time they go out on a training mission, she's like, prepped the like fake uh yeah, it seems like there's a, a real fucking showdown happens now yeah it seems like, like hey it seem like they're training i've got you know i'm you're gonna fight me now because i need to know whether or not i'm better than you and i've already prepped it so that they will think that we're on the moon i've sent like decoy beacons <laughs> this is and going then, like down. they seem kind of cool in the bathroom scene yeah she shows up but she's a different person that's exactly where i'm with you is like I don't understand that shift. There's no reason. There's no indication on screen about it. I think what what is happening here is because this show is an OVA, this show is like a six episode max runtime Mm -hmm. that there were some uh, sacrifices that needed to be made. And this is probably where it is where I'm not even against the. I'm just saying yeah. that like, but I, but it did lose me. It didn't feel like, oh, there's a scene I didn't, I should have had that I didn't have. I was more unmoored than that. I, I just, I felt like there, there could have been an extra episode here of just sure. adjusting to life on, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of life here on the, what is it? I want to say the, the Excellian, the, uh, the Excellian. Cause it's not a word. That's why it's hard. Right. Um, uh, and getting to like have a, a, a you know rivals to friends relationship mm-hmm. with Jung Freud, but they needed to get to the time jump in this yeah. episode, and so it felt like they really needed to cover a bunch of stuff, um, sure. Because they they set up that they're going to do a training mission where it's like okay, all right, cadets, because we're dealing with people from all across the world. This is like just the our two girls are just like the Japan team, so Jung Freud is like from the Soviets. Uh, mm-hmm. and they just, yeah, they lock eyes with each other, Kazumi and, and Jung. And, uh, when they're battling, when she shows up, when Jung shows up during their mission to like, all right, I'm in my mech, you're in your mech. We got to fight right now. I've, I've set it up for us. Uh, they call each other by these nicknames. Uh, oh they've, yeah. They've already. Apparently once you go to space, you get like a space name. Well, they've probably heard <laughs> because... it. They heard about each other through some sort of high school wunderkind grapevine, right? Like, oh, the legend yeah. of, of so and such, such and such high. The Rose yeah. Queen. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, Cosme the... is called the Rose Queen. And she's like, yes, every rose has its thorn. They're, they're having like a, like an Utena <laughs> subplot yeah, happening yeah. in the middle of a, of a mech show. It's so good, uh, though. 
And and I guess uh, Jung Freud is called Genius. That's her space name. <laughs> uh, yep. And, My space and name during is this genius. fight, they they start going at it, and they is this in uh, is it in the Excellion or is it in some other like different? I think it's uh, in the Excellion, just like some weird part of it. Because the Excellion is actively being They're like uh, standing built. in a hallway, right? right yeah. They bust through a wall. Yeah. yeah. They're they're in part of the ship that's still being built. Yes. It's not like yes. actively Oh, that's at that right. Time. They really didn't pay a lot of lip service to that. But I remember that the opening scene, you see it, it's under construction. For sure. Yeah, because with the that's time cool. dilation, they come back months later after their mission. And it's like, we finished the Excellion. It's time to go. Yeah. They set up at the beginning that, okay, the, so the ship is still being built. And once it's built in about seven months, then we're going to launch our all-out attack on the aliens. We're going to so go have fight seven so many to aliens. Train. Right. So... So in that time, you got to start doing your training. So on day one of training, they basically get pulled off and yeah, accidentally I also, go through. Yeah, I didn't really put those two together. So that this this um, this light speed mission they had to pull off just completely fucked their whole training period. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Yes, that's awesome. I really yeah. kind yeah. of somehow skipped on that. Were that you, they had a win. No, I guess were I didn't you realize the it. Dub or were you watching a? I was watching it subtitled, but I didn't. Uh, what I missed was they don't we land have seven the concept. Months. We have seven months to train. I missed that that, yeah. that line. Yeah. I had to uh, watch yeah. it a couple times. I went back and to get the notes on it. Yeah, because um, that it's not. I don't think what because of how fast they're moving. I don't think that they land all of their important plot beats on top of our ears the way they need to hit. Uh, because yeah, I I didn't. I'm only really hit like the 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 weight of that is only really hitting in this conversation to me. Like it yeah. didn't hit when I was watching it. Um, yeah. I, I got the time and I was like, oh, and the and the Excellion's done being built by the time they got back. But it hadn't hit me that it was like, oh, and they missed all training. Yep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that part sucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, you know, they're going to be um, naturally incredible. So it doesn't matter because they're from Japan. But, it's still, um, but it's still like, like just the, you know, the, the metaphor of going to war and having done this you had to do this like special mission that now you're just going right like that's yeah that feels very yeah. world war ii like or, or vietnam war right like a lot of these yep. guys just shipped out with zero on, training yeah we need everybody yeah. on hand uh we need warm bodies um but we got to talk about the alien corpse because yeah uh, i don't know why they, they, are, they have that they're um, yeah they're they're tussling inside some sort of yeah mechanical hallway uh and they both notice they stop fighting because they notice that there is like what looks like, I don't know, a Metroid boss or something. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, this giant, uh, unknowable, partially insectoid mm-hmm. uh, alien corpse that looks about like, you know, probably 200 feet tall or something uh-huh. uh, is just in like a tube inside the ship. And we've never seen what the aliens look like. In fact, to the degree that it's almost suspicious up to this point that we don't know what the alien looks, what the, what the enemy looks like. Yeah. uh, Until they reveal it because there isn't this sort of like, Oh, another round of invaders and we got to blow up some ships and right. uh, You know, they're showing up on the view screen, like a star Trek villain and saying, Oh, we'll get you next time or whatever. You know, it's, it's, it's unknowable. Uh, and so this and Nordico is really freaks kind of out freaky. because Nordico's yeah. never seen one of these either. And she's finally face to face with the thing that, you know, killed her dad. And so she has a mini freak out. It's like um, really violating, right? Like, like yeah. thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty fucking wild. I I I like it a lot. That ends their uh you know, they get caught there because they trip some alarms and and the captain decides to let it go because they need the training and it's not going to serve anybody if they're stuck in the brig. So he's like, okay, but you're on fucking thin ice now. Like, don't make and make don't make another goddamn mistake, or I will fucking space you or whatever. Yeah, and it's um, after this scene that they relax in the in the bathhouse. Uh, yeah, and we see and too many boobs. When, yeah, the boobs are everywhere, and then Jung Freud is just like completely night and day. She's like, and hey, girls. I wonder. <laughs> she's chill now. She's super chill, and I I don't know either. She has changed tactics and she's like, so that's part of it too. Yeah. She casts this very tall shadow as you know, and I guess she mentions how dope moon gravity is on her sweet tits, but like she's, (laughs) she's walking around. Well, she's walking around like the cat's meow in this room. Yes. Like she's really kind of owning the space. And I don't know if that's just a power play or if she's just nice and hot. She's both of those. She's going to be uh, nice. She's got extremely strong Oscar from Evangelion vibes in this mm-hmm. as well yeah. because of her because of how red she is but also like you know i'm the hot like she shit. doesn't yeah like the vibe i got is like she doesn't really need to play d in here because everybody can see how fucking smoking she is compared to their dumpy ass bodies <laughs> <laughs> you could be right you could be right on that too um but yeah uh and then and then there's this light speed they don't have that moon comes up boobs, out of nowhere Andy. no moon boobs <laughs> no moon boobs <laughs> Oh, why can't they all be moon girls? Yeah, I don't Um, know. There's like she invites the girls to her birthday, which is in a week. It's quite odd, though. It is an odd, is an odd scene. Um, and maybe that's why I'm overly attributing a lot of like literary analysis to it because it's so odd. I like had to grapple with what I'm watching. Yeah, I think you're right. It could have just been anime boobs, and that could be the Mm -hmm. end of the sentence. Yes, it's because possible a little God bit. knows there are plenty of other shows that I've seen where that is the end of the sentence. But I wasn't it wasn't here. They, they they did some other stuff. It felt yeah. like I was yes, being Austin. asked to understand what I'm watching. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can we I want to talk about one more thing because we basically covered everything because we'd already we've already talked about the the mission. They on certainly speed. didn't. <laughs> hey, yo, hey, yo. and then and then I pull Austin's wiener out again. Yeah, no. <laughs> that trust us, Austin. That was the last fishing wire. Okay, it's the last one. We don't have any more connected to your pants. That this will not happen again. No, I wanted Just to talk about again. My hands. No, go. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about the fact that. When they're like, okay, we got to send you at light speed to go intercept this uh, this ship or whatever the hell it is. They're not. It's like hilariously low tech in a way because they're not in a ship. They fucking Dr. Strangelove style. Their mechs ride the rockets. They're they're like there's they, they literally straddle these rockets in space and the rocket propels them up at light speed it is so i don't know i i both loved it and laughed really hard at it it's well, a little yeah. it's a little silly but it, it, visually explain... visually it looks like dr strange it's very cartoonish yeah mm-hmm. they um, explain that like okay well what well, do we have anything that can catch up with this thing like do we have anything fast enough that can catch up with with this object and they're like well we have this like we have these like 
boosters hanging around that like missiles you can sit on yeah yeah if we could send the missiles and attach people to the missiles we could catch up with it theoretically mm-hmm. and so they're like well okay that's our option get the duct tape and but but watch out if you spend <laughs> you know every minute here is like a month is like three months or something and uh i don't remember how it all shook out but they break yeah, down, gave a like, breakdown did they break down the time they break yeah, yeah they, they break said... it down just like each minute we spend there is three months on Earth. Okay. Screw around and we'll end up like Rip Van Winkle. So yeah. like they they give the the whole mission a ten minute time frame. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember the t- I remember that I just and I remember them saying time will go faster. I didn't I didn't catch the math. Yeah, yeah, and when they come back, it's funny because like again, sort of what we were talking about. Like you had to sort they had to rush the friendship. Like young Freud is there. Like welcome back. Yeah, so that would be a great time for her weird radical shift. Like, yes. what's happening? You you were so mean to us seven months ago. And she was like, yeah. And then I thought I was mean to you and you died. And I've had seven months to think about my actions. So now I'm nice to you. <laughs> Fucking that would, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would, but that instead, would make a lot of sense. The, everyone back at the Excellion, because they have, I guess, faster than light communications, everyone back at the Excellion found out Six months ago, or or whatever, that what they found was her dad's ship. And when they arrive back home, that's like stuff they've known for months, but it's been literally an hour for Noriko, yeah, or less or something, yeah. And so she's like, "Oh man, I'm sorry about what happened with your dad." And Noriko just like bursts out crying and runs, and it's like, "Yeah, that was like just now because time is weird." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need you to give her a minute. <laughs> the other thing I love about this kind of, you know, usually it's going to come up with FTL or just lightspeed travel. Mm-hmm. The time travel shenanigans where it still only goes forward. Like it's not, it's not looping back to save the princess. Yeah. So much fun. It's like really good. It is. It's really, like it really, really It can only cool. hurt you. It's just, it's like just degrees of harm with time travel. Mm-hmm. Fuck and yeah! It's, it's just great. So it's just great. Also, yeah. there's a next time on at the end of this episode. I don't know if you watched it, but there is a gray, no. uh, uh, a gray slash silver haired hunk in our future next Ooh, next week. An oldie but a goodie. Uh, and I don't know if he's supposed to be old or if he's just got anime gray hair. Like I don't exactly know. He seems like he's got young energy, uh, and he's kind of a bad boy. The episode's called like. I don't know. First love, first something. I don't know. So we got some we got some spicy shit coming. I'm kind of into an old guy acting like a bad boy. That could be fun. <laughs> yeah. Old man, first... old man in the streets, bad boy in the sheets. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? I I love that. I would hope to <laughs> one day be described that way. You already now, are. I'm an old man in the streets. Absolutely, you got scurvy, my guy. <laughs> I didn't You're get the scurvy. oldest man I know. I've had other you weird got old-timey and diseases. Shingles, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I've had one of those things, and it was shingles. I have had a lot of pneumonia, though. Shingles well, and pneumonia. How about, how about we go to a wrap-up? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Okay, we have kicked our guests to the curb. Get the fuck out of here. You've got gift bags. They're nice. 
They've got some SMT branded, I don't know, kettle corn or some shit. It's 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 pretty low effort. We're we're a lean operation here. We we're back to the, we're back to the people that we give a shit about. It's me. It's Rory. It's Austin. We over spend there. quite a bit of our budget on exploding pants. Yes, we do. We and we know you love. Cool who hides the belts. <laughs> <laughs> Costs a prince sum every week. We've done a Nobody lot. Will give me a belt. Of- a lot of audience testing. We know exactly why you watch and why you come back every week. And uh, and we're here to feed you more of that. More of what you want forever. Full frontal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to kick we're going to kick challenge of the GoBots to the curb because we can't stomach it anymore. Um, it's truly horrendous. It's obviously it's a bummer too. it feels like one that should be kind of delicious trash. It's just the slop at the bottom. It's yeah. really slop. I mean, I know, I know. Our first episode, we spent a lot of time comparing it to Transformers, but I don't think it really. You shouldn't be compared to anything, uh, because <laughs> no. And before we'd watched either of them, I had sort of always had GoBots and Mighty Orbots in the same breath, but mm-hmm. Mighty Orbots is much more of an embrace the chaos, have fun show than this is, which yeah, is yeah. almost nothing. Like, this show was nothing. It really does refuse the chaos pretty hard, doesn't it? It always kind of mm-hmm. goes to the lowest the lowest conflict outcome of any scene. Like, like just, tell just me such a anything bummer. about any character in Challenge of the GoBots. Like, give me any... Mm. Give me anything about any character. You know, like, you could say a lot more about Bonehead than you could about Scooter. <laughs> I could say that Matt Hunter is probably (laughs) a really good sex with an archaeologist. Yeah. No, I just I think that there is something there's something interesting. I mean, maybe maybe a Jack Tenrec fits in here a little bit. I think he's more interesting. But like, you know, a Matt, a Matt Hunter or the the sort of analogous characters from like your 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 Ring Raiders, your uh, your other your other shows like it. There's kind of a approaching middle-aged cartoonist gen x boomer whatever you whatever they are at the time sort of like i wanted to i always wanted to be like a uh an indiana jones cool guy who was you know kissed all the women and had a whip and also he's a pilot self-insert character and like like i feel like i feel like these shows just sort of have one of those guys you know but I but Matt Matt Hunter is probably the least interesting. A real John Wayne type. There's there's some kind of wish fulfillment there that I that I I don't understand because he's so bland. Um, yeah, everything yeah, about I the show is bland. The one thing I appreciate about the show is that it doesn't have like a 15 year old kid. They don't have an only an American boy. I mean, <laughs> they had know. Nick. They've got they've got Nick who's 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 still I don't know more an adult. The, He's nebulously young. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. See my quote from before, but they're <laughs> still not like that. You know, they're holding down a job. They're going to space and working for NASA or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not yeah. just, you know, someone's kid brother who's also along for the ride. Like in, uh, oh God, not Centurions. What's the, what's the vehicle? What's the, the mask in mask? Oh, yeah. my, my, my mask. Mask. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's there's so many examples of this show being done better, and it's sad. I wouldn't say all... Mask is an example is a better example. I don't. I, don't, I think mm. Mask is equally bad. 
You could be right. We are holding on to Gunbusters because we're going to finish out this this OVA. It's too good to not do that. Yeah. Um. So we're going to find another show to, to pair along with it that has some sort of large to very large robot as a part of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> large so to very large. So, so bear that in mind. It cannot be a huge robot, nor can the robot be too small. Those are the parameters we've set for ourselves, and we promise not to upset the audience by breaking <laughs> any promises made here now. We know how upset you are when we change our minds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll figure it out. And uh, and until then. I hope you have uh, a really lovely week. Thank you for listening. Rory, pull the lever. Bazoom! Wait, 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 no! (laughs) There they go. The pants are gone. Yeah, we did lie. See see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) 